Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously, it's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Easy peasy. And my labs are fantastic. Yeah, our labs are great. And I've actually switched to the capsules and I take those at night now. So if you guys need your iron, they have them with iron and they have them iron free. They even have calcium chews. Yes, the calcium chews. mm, Perfect. They have mocktail ones, uh, chocolate. They have also some caramel and a cinnamon roll. They're freaking delicious. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. But Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry where you can have all of the system ready to go. Yeah, we love carrying that thing around with Mm -hmm. us. It's so much easier to pack your lunch, your snacks, especially when you're on a road trip. That Mm -hmm. thing is a lifesaver. Yes. If you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to portionperfection.com and use our code 15OSLPOD. And again, that's 15OSLPOD. And you can also go over to our Amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use. That works. It works. Boom. Advent. No, yeah, no. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's hot. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Oh shit. If you could take a quiz today about weight loss surgery, how well do you think you would score? Well, there is an app for that, and it's called Nutri Health. Yes, it has 12 modules. You watch a video, read an article, and then you get to take the quiz. If you want to be the most prepared for the journey that lies ahead, go over to NutriHealth.com and put our Sleeve Life podcast as your provider. We all know how difficult post-op life can be. Yeah, it's pretty freaking hard, guys. Yes, and so a way to make it a little bit easier is by joining the Tribe Membership Program. It has been created by a registered dietitian. She's actually the sleeve dietitian on Instagram. Her name is Jamie. And she's created this whole membership program just to support us. Yeah, like we've, one, we've had her on the podcast. We love her to freaking death. And then two, like she has full experts in their field that help you. And they've had bariatric surgery, almost every one of them. And the diet, the sleep dietitian is freaking smart because she has almost a support group every single day, guys. Yes. You're going to get an email. It's going to tell you which ones are for today. And you can just sign up and hang out with people that are just like you. Mm-hmm. And I've even used the journal prompts. I'm into journaling and that was way helpful to just go somewhere that can help you and just get your mind going. Yes. So if you need this kind of support, which a lot of us do, mm-hmm. go to her website and use our code OSLP at checkout to get your discount. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our Sleeve Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Maha. And I may sound a little weird today. I may sound a little raspy. A little raspy. Um, I just spent 
to, well, five glorious days in Florida. Yeah. And I was in Disney for two of those days and I have lost my voice thanks to Jamie. I'm say actually it's because you and Jamie talk way too much. We did not stop talking (laughs) the entire time we were together. Yeah. Like we literally stopped talking at 2 a.m., got up at 6 a.m. to get ready for the parks and continued our conversations just incessantly it's insane yes insane. so if i'm a little raspy I'm, i apologize but That's i will okay. get back to normal here soon yes yes um, and we want to talk about the events we have coming up yeah because we have a couple yes and first and foremost mm-hmm. is our event that yeah. we are hosting Woo-hoo. the just be you bariatric award show That's it right. is on november 12th mm-hmm. in portland oregon at the Aladdin Theater. Uh, yeah. And it is a historic theater and it is mm-hmm. incredible. Yes. And we get to walk the pink carpet. I can actually see it on the opposite it side of this monitor. It is huge. It's beautiful. It is. We it- want you to come as just as you are because you're going to have so much fun. And we actually have a photographer just for the, the pink, pink carpet. carpet. So you will yeah. get professional photos on the pink carpet. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the pink carpet... We have the most incredible sponsors that are going to be presented behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, And we love to talk about them because without this, it wouldn't be possible. So our top sponsor, our number one, you guys all know who it is. It's ProCare. ProCare. We love them. I bring, I, I mean, I have glorious labs because of. ProCare. Yes. And I swapped now to taking it at night and it really is helping. It is? Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. So my trick helped. It, her trick did help. That is my trip. Yeah. My, my trip. trip. My trick. <laughs> um, because sometimes the iron can mess with your stomach, but if right. you're already asleep, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I take it at night. And now so does Melanie. I do. So, and I love it. And yeah. what's really funny about Kelly going to Florida with Jamie is Jamie's a sponsor. She is a sponsor. <laughs> She's so cool. I, I absolutely yeah. love her. And she has so much heart that goes into this. Yes. Community. And if you guys don't know who she who we're talking about, it's a sleeve dietitian. Mm-hmm. She runs a tribe membership. Yes. And we both are involved in it. We love it. I got mm-hmm. some uh, prompts to do for my journaling. Through them. Uh, through them. Yep. So we really, really recommend having someone like that in your corner. Yeah. And it's really nice because all of the support groups are ran by her tribe leaders. And almost all of the tribe leaders mm-hmm. are bariatric just, patients. Yep. I think there's a couple that aren't. But I mean, really, the majority of them know exactly where you are because they've mm-hmm. been through it, too. Which is amazing. So That's my favorite part. We absolutely love it. She is um, just an incredible woman. I know. So. And the next incredible woman is losing a bloomy. Yes, Michaela. Yeah. We actually just dropped her episode. That yes, we did. we did. And she made me cry. She did make you she cry. She did make me cry. You, she, she made you feel your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I do have feelings. You do. You they're, do. They're deep down. And that's why we love Michaela. So if you guys don't know who she is, it's losing a blooming on Instagram. Yeah, she is a life coach. Yes. And she's also buried to patients. She's six years out. So yes. she knows all of the things and yes. how hard it is in your maintenance stages. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Our next sponsor is Surgical Associates of Bayonet Point. They yeah. are located in Florida. They mm-hmm. were actually an hour from me in Orlando. And they have some cool things going on in their program where they they focus on exercise. Yeah. On the aftercare. part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they actually have one of those machines. I don't know the technical word. It's Um, body composition. That thing, the body composition (laughs) machine. And they, and it really gives you an in like a accurate look at what your weight is. Yes. It's not just like your weight is not just fat. 
No, your no, weight it's has not. a lot to do with your muscles and your bones and all of that. So it gives you a more accurate look at it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. And we just love them. We fell in love with them from the beginning. Yeah, because they're I mean, they're all about us in this community mm-hmm. and making sure we have good information. So mm-hmm. they're going to be at the award show. So you guys yes. get to see them. That's going to be yes. really fun. And then the next sponsor is my surgeon, guys. Yes. How cool is that? Dr. Emma Patterson was like, yes, I support you guys and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And she has taken care of me and my brother. And we are, you know, we're being successful. So I'm very excited that she's a part of this. I'm, I'm really excited. Plus, she's going to present an award. Yes, she is. With my surgeon yeah. at the show. So Dr. Thompson has finally agreed. We had to do a little of, she's like, I don't want to give a speech. And I'm like, it's not a speech. It's, it's a speech. You're presenting an award. Yeah. So she's she finally all agreed. Well, Ellen kind of agreed for her. And then when I saw her, she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do it. <laughs> so uh, they're both going to present an award together, which mm-hmm. is going to be, I just, I can't wait to see I it. I am going to be so it's cool. Our surgeon. So yeah. we have a special place for them yep um our next sponsor is of course dr joe dr uh, joe we love dr joe marty heather they uh tirelessly work at getting information into this community yeah they do and uh so they are going to be there not only presenting an award but also they are a sponsor so yes they are very how excited. cool is that mm-hmm. and then we have dr eric smith yes. from the thousand pound sisters on tlc yes we're so excited for him because yes. um the georgetown f- facility surgical surgical associates yeah. Yeah. Georgetown Surgical yeah. Associates. They are sponsoring the yeah. award show, which yes. we couldn't be more happy with. Yes. And we actually met him and recorded with him several times. Yep. So it it's really cool that he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And he's just a very sweet guy. Yeah. We have a, a really cool episode coming out with him. Yes. So, so stay tuned for that. That's right. Our next one is Miss Tabitha. She is the real Barry boss mm-hmm. on Instagram. And she is a bariatric therapist. And if you haven't kind of gotten the theme yet, (laughs) we are getting sponsored by these people that are you need throughout your surgery. You do. And after the surgery. This is what will make you successful. Exactly. You have your vitamins. You have your dietitian. You have your therapist. You have Mm. your surgeons. And you have your life coaches and transformation coach. Which is Nulani. Nulani on bariatrics Mm -hmm. is a transformation coach. Right. So you get a little bit of everything. Um. And that's what we want to focus on is that it's not just a one. It's not just you working in this journey. It's your whole team. Yeah. You need a whole team. Yes. So and then. So that's the award show side. Yes. So next, I'm really excited about this because we're going to go to San Diego, back to San Diego, back to San Um, San Diego. And we're going to be there from the 20. So the event is the 22nd through the 24th. Yes. And it is Brought to you by EOC, mm-hmm. which is uh, Elias Ortiz and company and company and company. Yeah. Um, and we are going to go hang out at their convention, learn lots of stuff, bring it back to you guys. Right. We're even going to take a few days with our, with our guys. Yeah. It's going to um, be so much fun. Yeah. So we're going to be in San Diego. So if you are near there or want to come out. Go please, buy tickets. Go. Please. It's in the bio, man. Yeah. Like, click yep. the link and go hang out with us because we're going to be yep. there all weekend long. Yes. So now. Now. Go to patreon.com forward <laughs> slash OSLP and sign up to be a Benji. Mm-hmm. It's a $7 tier. You get to be in our exclusive Facebook support group. Yep. We have over 200 people in that group and they all are just very supportive. No negativity. 
it is our perfect little piece of heaven. Very oh, yeah. Heaven. And they support us just as much as we support them. It's pretty incredible over there. It is. Yeah, they trade recipes and tips and tricks and vitamin stuff. So it's like, yep. it's very important to go over there and check that out. Because if you don't have someone at home that understands, this is where you're going to be so yes. welcome. And we've been having some incredible conversations lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on our Instagram at all yep. and you see us like kind of focusing on what we're talking about on the podcast through our social media, we're continuing that conversation over in the Benchies. Yep. So you get more detail, more life experience mm-hmm. over there. So make sure to do that. Now, while you're on your phone or your computer, go to YouTube.com or click the little app because it's preloaded on your phone. That's right. We all know you have one. Just click on it. Yes. Put our name in. We're the only ones. Yes. And hit the subscribe and bell button because we actually have video recordings of all of these. Mm-hmm. And if you guys knew, we'd ha- we've had a special guest sitting here this whole time. Yes. While we rattle on about <laughs> yep. all the stuff that he we're doing. He's so nice and so patient. Yes. So, so we want to welcome on Dr. Carl Pesta. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on today. Muted. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It happens. No worries. All right. There There we go. There he is. We got you. Made it. It's it's great to join you guys. Thanks so much for having me. And what an exciting lineup you have. Thank Thank you. you. We're pretty excited about it. It's the first one, the only one. And we're going to celebrate this community with a, a, a night every year awards. that's yeah, right every year every so. year man and you're and you're 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 welcome you're, you're welcome i could attend as well yes yes oh my god dr pesta that'd be awesome yes. if you came if you were able to come we would yeah. yes roll out the pink carpet for you that's right <laughs> i'm excited yeah it's november 12th so come yes. out yeah. come to portland uh, we've got we've got awesome. a lot of people coming in so we, we are really excited about mm-hmm. it yeah and Mel, Dr. Patterson is one of my favorite people. She's just awesome. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. So I know her very well. I just read, I was just with her in Miami a little while ago nice. uh, at a conference and she just, uh, uh, just such energy. I, I love her personality. She's great to hang out with. Oh, yeah. she's a fun one. Like yeah. me and her match really well. Yeah. Like it's kind of interesting. You match your d- surgeon and really I match well. mine yeah. like perfectly. Yeah. We're so. both, me and my my surgeon will talk for hours mm-hmm. and your surgeon, Dr. Thomas yeah. or Dr. Patterson. Patterson and Mel, they are just like, let's get it done and move on. Yep. We're like, to the point. Yep. Straight shooters. <laughs> it's like, so good. Right. Oh, that's so great. Well, I was thinking back to where, uh, where we all met. You guys remember where that was? Yes. It was a little better setting than In than Vegas. Currently. Yes. <laughs> That was cool a fun side. weekend. That was a great weekend. Mm-hmm. It really was. Yeah, I had a great time there. It was, a, it was my first event um, with them, and I, I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. It was, it was really fun. And I don't know if you remember, but and this may sound weird, but we were all in the hot tub after, yeah. after and I we had a Benchy member that was having a hard time finding an office. And I had mentioned it and you said, get her, have her get a hold of me mm-hmm. and I will help her. And you did. And it, she was so grateful for the help. Uh, so thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Cool I absolutely love what I do, obviously. And that's why I'm so passionate about it and, and so happy to talk about it anytime. Good. Yes. So let's talk about why you got into this. Yeah. Field. How did you get into this yeah. field? Well, I, I did my general surgery training and I graduated 
<laughs> it's getting longer and longer ago, but I finished my residency in 2001 as a general surgeon. And I started my practice doing general surgery stuff like gallbladders and hernias and appendicitis cases, take care of a little bit of trauma. Okay. Um, and there were a few surgeons that were uh, at the hospital where I started my practice uh, in Michigan, by the way, I'm uh, practicing in Michigan, okay. uh, Detroit area, just about 25 minutes Northeast of the city. Um, and there were some other surgeons doing it. And I, you know, I, in my training and during residency, it was, you know, bariatric surgery wasn't really a thing then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still kind of early, yeah. um, even though, I mean, it's dated back quite a while, but still um, in my training, it wasn't really a big thing. And so uh, there were some surgeons at the hospital were doing it and they were moving on to another program uh, somewhere else in the city. And the hospital, of course, it, uh, um, loved the volume, loved the patients. And they, you know, me being a new surgeon on staff, they said, hey, Dr. Pesta, would you like to you know, take over the bariatric program? And, sure, I, you know, I, I would love to. And so my introduction was working with these surgeons and uh, we got a couple other uh, surgeons together and we started working. Now, that was back when bariatric surgery was primarily done open. Uh, with an open incision. So, you know, it wasn't, though some of the earlier guys started um, maybe a little earlier, I started the the laparoscopic approach around 2005. So two or three years into my bariatric practice. So we did a lot of open surgeries back in the day. What is that Uh, like exactly? Like for opening? Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's dependent on the patient size and and men versus women are different. Um, but you make the incision and, you know, getting into the abdomen itself. So, you know, we've got multiple layers. We've got our skin layer, we got our fat layer, we got our muscle layer, Mm -hmm. and then we get into the, into the belly where the guts are. And so, I mean, you could go through, you know, four to six inches of adipose tissue or fat tissue before you got into the abdomen Wow. and then literally reaching in, you could be elbow deep. You know, some people say I'm elbow deep at something. And, <laughs> you know, you'd be working down in the stomach while your elbows are at the level of the skin. So it was, wow. yeah, it was a completely different world. Yeah. Um, so oh, recovery was obviously a lot tougher uh, with the bigger incision, but um, you know, people managed and, and they did well. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's how I got started. And so, I mean, ever since then, um, I had a, a great buddy that I uh, worked side by side with for probably 15 years, Dr. Keith Marshall, who's now retired down in Florida, okay. but a uh, really great mentor and, and uh, taught, taught me a lot about the art of bariatric surgery and, and working with patients. And, you know, then I expanded from there, but uh, it's just been so phenomenal. I, I love every aspect of it. Yeah. Incredible. What's your favorite part of doing bariatric surgery? Well, I, you know, it has to be the result. So if you go to, you know, the operation itself, I mean, especially, you know, now I do both laparoscopic and some robotic surgery mm-hmm. and, um, I, it might sound funny saying this, but it's, it's almost like a video game. I mean, you're going, you're in the, you're in the motions and, and you're operating on a screen, uh, especially with the robot, you know, you're, you're operating with your hands, but the, you're away from the patient. Mm-hmm. The robot is docked inside the patient and, and doing the maneuvers, but you're controlling it with your hands. Right. It's fully surgeon control, but I mean, you know, you, you've got a good case, you've got a good crew with you, a little bit of music playing in the background. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's, the fun part of the operation. Now, what I really love about bariatric surgery is, is just the interaction with the patients. Yeah. I mean, when we, when we go to medical school, they say, you know, wh- why do you want to be a doctor? I said, well, you want to help people. And I, and honestly, it, when I talk to my other colleagues, whether they fix a hernia or fix a, a hip or take care of a trauma patient, I mean, to, to get the results that we get from not only a patient satisfaction standpoint, but a health standpoint, 
mm-hmm. with all the benefits we know what bariatric surgery can do. I mean, it's just so rewarding. I mean, people it's changing awesome. their birthdays to their surgery day, people giving me hugs all over the time at the office. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just so rewarding. And I, that's what I absolutely love about it. It's really great. The people. Aww, the people. I, I do want to also comment on the fact that you love music and we actually have heard you sing. Yes. And you are an inc- incredible singer. singer. Yeah. So I want to give you like props for that. <laughs> well, I always say, you know, I'm a, I'm a singer, but I, I do surgery to pay the bills. There you <laughs> go. Oh. I love it. Then, I love and it. And then my ultimate retirement will be on a cruise ship where I'll be the ship doctor by day and the lounge act at night. So someday Ooh. maybe we'll do a OSLP event on a, on a cruise ship somewhere. Oh, Ooh, that'd be amazing. I yes. Yeah. I love it. You can come out, get surgery, and while you recover, listen to Dr. Pesta sing. Oh, there you go. I think it's great. I yeah. Then they can have package. a show with us. Yeah. Good to go, man. You get all of it. <laughs> so you said that you do liposcopic and robotic. So what makes you go back and forth? Well, that's a great question. Um, some people are fully laparoscopic. Some people are fully robotic. Some people do a little bit of both. And um, I've chosen for a number of reasons. Um, I do my uh, my gastric bypass um, and sewing procedures robotically. Okay. Um, it's a more complex procedure also. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the sleeve procedures, I, I just have a, a, a perfected technique that I really like, um, that are very efficient and I like it laparoscopically, but really where I built out into my robotic, robotic practice, um, was my assistant. I had this, uh, sweet nurse. Her name is Tracy. Um, we trained her to be a first assist back in our early days of practice. Okay. Um, and, uh, we worked together for 13, 14 years and a very young girl in her mid forties suddenly passed away and I was without an assistant. Whoa. And I loved her dearly. I, whenever I think of her, I, you know, brings tears to my eyes. But mm-hmm. as we were kind of, we were getting into the robotic picture, um, you know, I, I we were kind of working through the process of, it's basically a new technique from how my laparoscopic gastric bypass was. And um, we were working into the robot and suddenly about six months into our robotic training, she suddenly passed away and I was left with residents and medical students who really didn't know how to assist in this complex procedure. So with the, with the robot, um, you know, we have somebody patient side that kind of helps exchange instruments and, and may help a little bit, but then I was fully able to to do the entire procedure essentially by myself. I control the camera, I control the assistant arm and I control the operating arms. So from an ergonomic standpoint, you know, um, you can get very fatigued working laparoscopically. Um, so that helped out, but that was really the motivation that really pushed me over the edge. Um, and so I do, you know, some other robotic procedures. I do some robotic sleeves as well. Okay. Sometimes it's the availability of the machine, but, uh, that's really kind of how I, uh, separated the two uh, procedures. Okay. Um, and are you doing that. any of the switch, the duodonal switches? Um, uh, we've done a few, okay. uh, and, um, select patients. So, um, but that's another great opportunity to use the robot as well. The sewing is, it couldn't be the, the company's called intuitive. And I mean, it's really, it, and it's because you almost, you sit down at it. It's just intuitive how you work it, whether, you know, when you're using your hands, mm-hmm. you suddenly turn your wrist and then all of a sudden on the inside of the machine, the robot is turning the wrist. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine placing a suture, uh, versus what we call straight stick. You have to kind of do this with the mm-hmm. laparoscopic. And so it's an art with the, with the robot. It just makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Well, and we got to play with it. At the ASMBS oh, conference. Yeah. yeah. It was it, so it was, fun. We were walked in and we're like, 
you know, we're podcasters. We're not doctors. No. And we're like, can we play with the machine? Like, we just just want to see what it's all about. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. So we we both sat down mm-hmm. and like Mel took control first. And then I had control. Well, it was we fun because were... like I could pick up the skin, move it around or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got to control the left hand. Kelly controlled the right hand. And we yeah. both like cheersed our stuff yeah, and like cheers <laughs> it. And then, it. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. It was it's really cool seeing those type of things in person. Yeah. Because we talk so much about it, but we had no idea how it actually. That thing is worked. massive. Yeah. Like that is huge machine, guys. Yes. Like this robot is crazy looking. Yes. Like it's scary at first because there's lots of points down. But yeah. then like once you play with it, it really is like a video game. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like you're playing mm-hmm. um, like an arcade game with mm-hmm. a stick because like that's that's only I can relate it to because like that when you move your hand, that thing actually goes and you're yeah. like, whoa, this is. This and is really we do cool. have a picture of us in front of the machine. Yeah, so we do. We may have to post that here soon. <laughs> for sure. For sure. The technology, you know, it, it is amazing. You, and you obviously experience, you can see how it, it is just almost second nature. Yeah. But what, what we're seeing, especially in our society and, and otherwise, is obviously technology is affecting everything in our lives. Yeah. And if you have one more safety barrier between you and the patient, that can, and, and there's so many stop gaps that are built into that machine that you can't operate it. If you're looking away, um, if you're, if your arm is off screen, it'll make you look at the arm before you can move it. So there's so many safety features that are built into it. Um, and, and of course other things with blood flow and, and we, we have so many different ways of looking at at the anatomy four times the visualization. So, I mean, you know, technology is affecting everything. And and I think the robots are really going to have an impact on that as well. I like the mm-hmm. measuring too yep. for the uh with the gator. We yeah, call we, we call, call it the gator. gator. Um that it can't like it picks like it measures so it. what we've learned through Dr. Dovac and everybody is that like you have different sizes of the staples, mm-hmm. right? And yes. then with, with the robot it actually adjusts the staples as you're going. So that way it actually mirrors what it needs to be for your body. Cause like my body might be a little bit different than Kelly's. So like, mm-hmm. it's just going to actually like the technology is so cool that it actually like goes a little bit down. Then it comes a little bit back up. Right. Is that what I'm understanding? It'll give you feedback to know if the tissue is too thick or too thin. Yeah. We're not, we're not quite to the level where it'll actually deliver the appropriate stable. That will be the um, next iteration, I think, Okay. but it'll tell you, okay, this tissue is too thick. You need to switch to one of those other staple loads that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, technology continues to advance. Yeah, it's pretty rad. So speaking of the ASMBS conference. Yeah. Like, tell us because you're in the inner circle of (laughs) I'm going to call it the inner circle of the ASMBS. So can you tell us what the ASMBS is and what the difference between like the foundation side and then, yeah, the society side, society side? Absolutely. So um, the ASMBS stands for the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery. Mm. And, you know, when I joined back in 05 or something like that, it was just called the um, ASBS, American Society of Bariatric Surgery. As research and developments became, we, we really learned that it's not just about rerouting the plumbing, it's about the metabolic aspects. And so it's so important to add that word metabolic. So American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery. Um, and so it's been that way for quite a while. And that is really the, the parent society and the largest society that uh, in the United States that um, uh, that deals with the disease of obesity from a, a surgical standpoint. Okay. There's a lot of other societies, obviously, that, that deal with the disease. 
Um, but from the surgical standpoint, it really is the uh, the leader. Um, and we have branches now uh, with part of the Inter uh, International Federation of uh, Surgical Obesity. If so, uh, we've got a chapter with them. Uh, but it's really the go-to for education when it comes to uh, surgical knowledge in, in bariatric surgery. So um, I've been a part of the society for a long time. Uh, I love attending the meetings. You know, it's great networking mm -hmm. um, and uh, a great opportunity to just catch up on what's what's the latest, what's happening. Uh, we learn tips and tricks of how to improve our techniques. Uh, we network with each other. Um, and, uh, you know, one thing people say is that surgeons are very competitive and, and you know, everybody thinks that, you know, if you, they, they always say, if you ask two surgeons who are the best two surgeons in the state, he's going to have a hard time coming up with the other person's name. So, <laughs> nice. But really, nice. But really what we've learned, you know, through our networking and, and through getting together is that we've all got something to learn from each other. And I think those meetings really bring that out. Uh, we bring on students and interns and residents who will present their papers, their research, um, and uh, not to mention it's always in some cool city. So yeah. we get to go somewhere and uh, take a little time off from uh, from the day-to-day -day, uh, activities, um, get together with friends. And, um, and I have been uh, honored to do a lot of speaking at the society meetings. It's been um, really great. So that's what I love about that. And then in, in relation to the foundation, now the foundation, which I'm president of this year, I'm very fortunate yes. to, to uh, uh, be the, the president of the foundation. And um, that came through some mentorship, some, through some really uh, close friends, uh, Dr. Marina Curian, who is going to be our incoming society president, um, Dr. Rami Lutfi uh, from Chicago, um, uh, and some others who, you know, kind of, we really, we've changed the idea what the foundation was doing. The foundation at its basis raises funds to, um, uh, to uh, pay for research in the field of uh, metabolic and bariatric surgery. So okay. uh, a number of fundraisers throughout the year. Um, and then what we do is we distribute grants to uh, our surgeons throughout the country who are looking to do a research project. Um, for instance, last year, we provided a, a, a grant to a surgeon who was looking at functional MRI. So we all know what an MRI is, but if you let it a functional MRI, it will then map, let's say the pleasure center of the brain mm -hmm. and how, uh, when you're eating the pleasure center lights up, you know, that right. functional MRI can give you that information. Well, he's looking at how after weight loss surgery, patients who have weight regain, what is that functional part of their brain doing? So we are able to fund some of this research. Oh, that's, um, cool. and that's really what the foundation is about. Okay. Yeah. Is, is, yeah, raising money to, to, to fund research. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love what that doctor is trying to figure out too. Yeah. Cause that's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, cause yeah. there are certain things that light up obviously when you do certain things. And so it's like good to figure out like, Oh, is this A, B and C triggering me causing lights up in here? Mm -hmm. And then I eat. Like yeah. that would be really cool to figure out. Yeah. yeah. I know that I had recent, I recently heard about a medication that you can take where it actually, it's a, I think it's called Monjero. Something like that. Oh, he's nodding. Or, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got it right. Um, so it actually like, as you take it, it like increases, not only like it only, it not only does it decrease like your, your hunger and it keeps you from overeating because it's also increasing your sati satiate. Satiation. Yeah. Satiation. The satisfaction part of it. Because okay. you know, when you're like, for me being a food addict, when I'm eating, like I may realize like, oh, I'm full, 
But that desire to still keep mm. eating is still there. And it's supposed to like stop you from like, Suppress. yeah, ah, that'd be cool. I thought it was really cool because I didn't even know that was available. Something like yeah. that. So. And we are seeing so much, I mean, medications um, obviously are still at the infancy phase, mm -hmm. uh, but we're seeing more and more improvements. So, you know, combining medications with surgery, improving outcomes uh, that way. So, I mean, there's just so much research to be done from, from that to surgical techniques mm -hmm. to how the gut interacts after weight loss surgery. Um, and so, you know, th there's a lot of things uh, changing in the foundation right now. And we're at a super exciting time to be a part of that. It's our 25th anniversary. We're, we're completing our 25th anniversary of the foundation. Mm -hmm. um, we're going through a rebranding process, looking at, you know, how can we impact more people? Because let's say you think about heart disease, what, you know, what, what, what group comes to mind? The American Heart Association. Yeah. If you think of cancer, we think of the American Cancer Society. Mm -hmm. And so really with the ASMBS, that's exactly what it is. It's, it is that go-to society when you think of what are the treatments for obesity, especially in the surgical realm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the foundation, we're continuing to broaden our, our focus from not only to just research, but, um, you know, for treatments, for research, for education. Mm -hmm. And our big goal is to end obesity, just like the American Cancer Society, that their goal is to end cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, our goal, it's a lofty goal, but, you know, with, with the right amount of funding and sponsorship and research, you know, we, we could potentially put an end to this disease. Which would be incredible. Yeah, because like I think as so, long as we all just work together to get that done, because like we need more people that are talking about it, like the yeah. awareness needs to be way, way higher than it is right now, because some right. people don't even realize that obesity is a disease. Like right. they just literally think we're lazy and that's why we're obese. Yeah. And that's it's not <laughs> necessarily true. I mean, some people I mean, some I, people are lazy, yeah. and, you know, but the majority of people like there's something else going on. Right. It's it's not yeah. just cut and dry of like, well, all you do is lay there and eat yeah. because lots of us right. want to have a life. And this is what's keeping us from having a life. And we've known people that have worked out harder and longer periods than the smaller people yeah. and still lose nothing, still lose nothing like or they just maintain or lose mm -hmm. a little bit. It's because of what's going on inside their body and their mm -hmm. body chemistry. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think we got to shift the focus to it's a disease. We need to help each other and figure out like what is part of the disease is hurting you because it might be different for us. Like yeah, mine might be different really. than yours. So yep. it's like, hey, we just got to figure it out. And well, the best and to, way to do that is bring awareness to piggyback on top of that. Like when we did our live episode in at the Bariatric Society mm -hmm. um, last November. Yeah, we talked with Dr. Shapiro mm -hmm. and she said there that food addiction isn't, isn't even considered an, a real addiction. It's not classified as an addiction, even though it hits every single marker It passes. Yeah. And so I think, you know, not only realizing that obesity is a disease, but food addiction, binge eating, that is a, real. a disorder. It yeah. is a, an addiction. And we kind of treat it. I feel like once you have bariatric surgery, we, we kind of treat it like our own brand of AA a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 100%. You know, you have to have your support. You have to have your therapy. You have to have your dietitian. You have to have all those things in place, just like you would if you were an alcoholic or a drug addict trying to get treatment for mm -hmm. it. So I think and, that and all of us together can help that yeah. happen. Yeah, and just like any of those other processes, there may be relapses, and and that's exactly why you need mm -hmm. you need the support of all these other people. And, and I, I couldn't agree with you more that you know still physicians are uh, 
with the exception of those that are in obesity medicine, people are starting to get it. But believe me, in the past 20 years I've been in practice, there has been a large shift in the thought process of other clinicians, but people, there's still a lot of docs that, that think just, just the same and they don't support the surgery. So we're doing our best to educate them yeah. as well, to, to let them know that this is a disease. I mean, listen, we know a lot of lazy, thin people too. Yep. You know yes. I mean? yes. So, just so because you're know. big or small does not make it the end all be all. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you're right. The support is just absolutely paramount. And, and so what you guys do for the community is I just couldn't applaud you more. You know, what I, I mentioned, I started mentioning people that, that you guys invited me on the show. I mean, my whole crew was so supportive and excited. Like, oh, oh my gosh, we love these girls. And, and so uh, just I love what you do. And, and uh, you know, I'm honored to be on here. So thank you. Thank well, we appreciate you, yeah. you too, because yeah. you are a wealth of knowledge. And I think mm-hmm. too, is like, if we can like tap into preventative care. Like, I know that's where I like to tap in at because like, if we can hit it in the beginning, Mm -hmm. then we'll have better like success in long term, especially with our kids. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I have a 16 year old, but I feel so bad for him because he has my genes (laughs) because no matter what he eats, he gains like immediately. And it's really rough Mm -hmm. for him because he has lots of guy friends that can shovel whatever they want, whenever Uh they want. And they still they are so tiny and he's like mom it's not fair and i go i know honey i'm so sorry but like you can still have those things it's just like smaller like smaller like moderation here Mm -hmm. and like me just even talking to him about it like my parents never did that with us like we got to start as parents talking to our kids about food correctly Mm -hmm. and not be all scared like that's we don't need to say bad or good we just say like this isn't healthy. Like this doesn't help us in our day because yeah. I noticed yeah. that seems to click with Dylan more when I give him the why, right? The whys or are so much better Them to look it up because I've done that with oh, yeah. my boyfriend's daughter, Bianca. Right. She'll go to, so we have Dutch brothers here, which is a coffee place. And I like them because they have a lot of sugar-free options, but she does not get the sugar-free options. <laughs> no, she um, she gets, it's called a caramelizer with extra uh, caramel. Oh my God. We looked this up and it's, I, oh no. it, yeah, she FaceTimed me one day and I was like, what are you drinking? And she's like, Oh, I got a caramelizer from Dutch brothers. And I was like, I want you to look that up. I'm, I, I just feel like maybe we should know yeah. how much mm-hmm. sugar and carbs and things that are in it. And maybe that yeah. would make like, in my thought, I was like, well, maybe that'll make her make a better decision. Right. And she looked it up and it was like, it was insane. It was insane. It blew our minds. Like we knew it was bad because yeah. it was like, like two to three days worth of sugar yeah. and carbs. <laughs> was yeah. in one, drink. one drink, one drink. Cause she's got to get the largest. Yeah. And the next time she went, she actually was like, I got a caramelizer, but I got it in small this time. I was like, Instead oh, of that's large. better. So I was like, yeah. okay, all right. Baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. We're, we're making it happen a little bit at a yeah. time. And there you go. So information I mean, works. that conversation, not mm-hmm. only with our kids, but with other people. Yeah. And if people know me at all from the years that we've been on this podcast is that I will talk to anybody she about will. it. Mm-hmm. She I don't will. care. Yes. <laughs> it could be the grocery store attendant, the gas attendant, a uh, crocodile. It doesn't matter. Like I'll talk to it. Um, yeah. And I just openly talk about it and I'll see people's faces when I say like, oh, I have a a weight loss surgery podcast and they'll be like, yeah. And then I'm like, I had weight loss surgery and I lost like and I start like saying all the benefits of it. And I'll be like, I'm three years out. My co-host is seven years out. We've kept off a good chunk of the weight. And they're like, 
Oh, yeah. really? It, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's actually like it's happening. Like people are really rocking it. If you just like open your minds a little bit to the possibility of it. Yes. I hear my patients say that a lot. They say they mentioned they had bariatric surgery. And then, of course, everybody opens up. And maybe even the person they're talking to like, oh, my gosh, I did, too. Mm-hmm. Or my mom did or my sister did or my brother did. But just touching on the other thing you mentioned, adolescent obesity is, is obviously a big problem in the United States and really any developed countries. So, you know, we're making an efforts to to reach out just like you're talking about, um, because it, it does start there. And and just the knowledge of reading labels, you, you know, we, we, you're you probably had a pre-surgical class where you know they talk about reading labels because some people just don't learn that yeah, yeah. and um you know it's important and these kids of course teenage brains are still developing yep you know they're trying everything else and, and they just don't think that you're you're you can live on forever and you got nothing to worry about and mm-hmm. um so so that's uh, absolutely important that, that we start to share that message with our children and you guys like you said you have uh, you know other people that are around you and uh and that's another thing i hear my patients say is that you know my husband's eating better now since my surgery yeah. So are my children. Mm-hmm. So I mean, our patients are just inspirations to so many other people, opening their eyes to the benefits, and, and not only that, but you know, just to kind of ha- live a healthier life. Yeah, yeah. Is really, is really yeah. To the part about the opening up. What's funny is I was in Disney, and I decided my flight didn't leave until eight p.m. So I'm like, I'm going to Disney Springs. So I take <laughs> the boat from the resort over to Disney Springs, and there's this these two ladies with two adorable little girls behind me. Oh. And I started talking to them like, cause I was talking to the little girl cause it had been obvious that she was at the Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique. Like she saw the <laughs> hair going on and everything. <laughs> so cute. And so I'm like, what princess did you pick? And I'm like, just talking to her. And, and the grandma starts talking. We start just randomly chatting. And she's like, so what, when are you leaving? And I was like, oh, I, I fly out tonight. You know, I was just here for a few days. There was an event that I was um, attending and she's like, oh, what event? And so I told her, you know, it was a bariatric meetup. I run a bariatric podcast and she looks at me and she's all, I just had surgery. <laughs> And I was like, okay, here's my information. Like, let me know if you have any questions. Cause she was still like really newly post-op. Yeah. And so it was really fun because if I hadn't opened up about my story, she wouldn't have felt comfortable opening up about hers. Right. And it kind of trickles down because they're like, oh, well, this random chick on a boat decided to talk to me about it. So why not? Like, I'll talk to this person next or, you know, it just opens up the conversation to more of the community, the whole world and not just our little slice of heaven here. I know it's so much. It's so much easier once you start talking. I know that personally because I was so ashamed. She didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. Just like Uh, just my family that knew and like and like a couple friends. Mm -hmm. Like if you didn't talk to me, on a daily basis you had no idea yeah <laughs> so yeah. like I was I was very embarrassed about it I was like very frustrated that I let my this is what I said to myself I let myself get so big that I would need a surgery to help me mm-hmm. and I was upset about that and I got to over 300 pounds and I just could not believe it because I was just like shell shocked when I saw mm-hmm. the scale and I was like that's not really me mm-hmm. it can't yeah. be but mm-hmm. like I'm a numbers girl that totally is my number yeah <laughs> so when we started the podcast I mm-hmm. actually remember turning to Mel and I was like so you know that people are now going to know you had surgery, right? Like, it's like, yes, this is kind of a thing. And she's like, yes, I'm ready. And I'm, I'm like, ready. Okay, yeah. I just want to warn you because people are going to know now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was it that, you know, you decided to finally open up that you said, okay, I'm comfortable with this. 
Was it Kelly? Or, I think it's Kelly. You know, what, what I'm asking for is, is you know, what advice we can give our patients. Where you know, obviously it has to be a, you know, it has to be a, a mental decision. But yes, I needed I needed someone that actually has gone through it to understand what I was going through mm-hmm. and what I yeah. went through, mm-hmm. and I needed that camaraderie. And because I never had anybody around me that was like that, that. I felt like, hey, I can just be a normal person under the radar. Basically, Mm -hmm. I'm a bariatric patient, but no one really knows. Yeah. And I can kind of hide here. But because now I'm like fully immersed in the community, I'm like, yeah, this is what I do. Like, we're good to go. But it just it took another person. Yeah. And that's why I am all about like, Mm -hmm. that's why we have the support group, because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I didn't have support for the first three years. Mm -hmm. So it's like, come hang out with us. I'll support you all day long. That's why we do act like feel like we're like sponsors for people Mm -hmm. because people will message us in the middle of the night and we'll message them. And they're just like, oh, my God, you're real and you will help me. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." like we will find you whatever you need. We have resources. And if we can't find it, we'll find someone else that can. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we've made some great friends yeah. within this group that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you helped our Benchy, yeah. you know, and I had never met you before. So it was really nice that, you know, you can literally go to anybody and be like, Hey, I've got this person. They're having major issues. Mm-hmm. Like what can we do to support them? Um, because I think that's the hardest thing, especially with insurance. Yeah. Because this takes a lot of support and some insurances like don't cover therapy after bariatric surgery. And it's Crazy. like, if you want them to succeed, you want them to keep (laughs) this weight off so that you don't have to pay out of pocket for the slew of other disorders that they will get if they're overweight, but you Mm -hmm. won't cover basic therapy and dietitian appointments. Cool. Yeah. Cause I had to pay $500 for my dietitian out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And our insurance was amazing. So Mm -hmm. that's saying something. Yeah. One of the committees that I'm on is called the Access to Care Committee for the ASMBS. And we really look at, um, I mean, there's a there's a big thing we're, we've been trying to push through um, through Congress and, and uh, the legislation uh, called the Treat, uh, TROA, Treat and Reduce Obesity Act, where it looks at funding on a national level. level. So it's, states vary as far as their coverage. So certain mm-hmm. states have great coverage, certain states have really lousy coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our, that, that committee that I serve on, uh, we're always looking at, who could use that help? You know, sometimes it's trying to get rid of that six months or 12 months of weight, uh, you know, medical management prior to your surgery, or it's looking at increasing coverage for uh, therapy that may be needed afterwards. So, you know, they're, they're, that's another thing that the society does very well. We've got, okay. um, we've got, I think, 32 different committees that look at different focuses from patient education to access to care to research. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the body of surgeons and, and um, integrated health, we all come together at those committees and, and, and tackle a number of different, um, different things. So uh, that's another thing that the society does very well. I totally oh, wow. get behind supporting that. Yeah, I'm down. In my head, I was like, how do I get to Congress? <laughs> Who's going to, who will send me and I will talk to Congress, like oh stat my about my experiences and all the things that I know and how yeah. we all need well, we go to Washington. And so, you know, next time we go, I'll keep you guys in mind and let yeah. you know when we go and we meet with the legislators and yeah. uh, we'd love to have you along. I mean, oh. you guys are just great spokespersons for the, for Thank everything. You. And, and that'd be great. Oh my Thank goodness. You. That would, that be, would, would be really a cool. dream come true. Dr. Yeah. Pesta. Yeah. I might yeah. have to take a shot of tequila before we do that because <laughs> I'm, I get a little nervous. It's weird because I own a podcast or half own a podcast <laughs> and I can talk in front of 
anybody one-on-one but you put me in front of a group and i'm like <laughs> okay i need i need some tequila on me yeah. and i can go out and talk but i the first live event we did i was actually pacing oh it was so funny like oh. freaking out mm-hmm. um because yeah. i don't do public speaking i i don't like you wouldn't think that no you wouldn't but (laughs) it is a thing for me so that's when the shot of tequila tradition started coming in yep but i would i will support that that whole mission yeah like i was like all about like okay how do we figure this out because that is one of my missions is to get it to where like it's covered for everybody yeah and like how do we do that Uh because yeah we get it insurance is expensive and we can figure that out on the back end but like we should have coverage for this because it's going to help people live longer, better quality of life, Mm -hmm. less doctor's appointments, like less surgical stuff down the road. I come from a family full of like heart disease and cancers. Like poor Kelly has had to watch so much shit go down. Like she watched, was it a stroke or the heart attack? It was the heart attack. So me and her watched my dad physically have a heart attack in my Mm -hmm. living room. And then like Mm -hmm. a year and a half later, I watched him have a stroke in the living room. Mm -hmm. Like it is insane guys to watch these things happen to your family member Mm -hmm. and know that it can be prevented if like my dad just didn't understand nutrition at all. Mm-hmm. He loved like mani sandwiches and bologna and <laughs> Which, fried I everything. Mean, it comes it can come in a time and a place, but not right. every day. Not every day. Yeah. And he had he had no idea. Like I remember when the doctor was like, "Hey, we need to bring down your sodium level." And he's like, I don't put salt on things like he's they're like it's the frozen dinners they have lots of salts and we're like oh like my parents had no idea how to read a like read the label and know what was good and what wasn't like they weren't taught that in the 60s and 70s so they had no clue so I didn't have a clue so it's like hey some of the stuff is very preventable hence why I like preventable care and we can really help people live longer because my dad was only 59 when he died so it's like Bro, he had a heart attack, stroke, and then liver cancer. Did you just call your dad bro? I did. Yeah. And then three years later, he had died uh, from liver cancer, which is also yes. preventable. It's 99% preventable. So it's just yeah. so frustrating when we can take care of it. If we just took care of our bodies just maybe even 10% more every freaking day, Yeah, it would go well, a long way. <laughs> not to mention, like, insurances don't like to cover it. But then like, for my case, like, I had to switch insurances. My new insurance plan doesn't cover it at all. So I can't go and see my surgeon, my nutritionist, anything unless I'm paying out of pocket. Yeah. And I'm like, but I already had the surgery. Like, <laughs> it's so confusing. I, I need yeah. this to live. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need right. to be able to go and see my surgeon. And it's basically like, well, I guess you're paying out of pocket for that. And I've had really bad heartburn. I had the sleeve. And yeah. we were talking about yeah, you're in the over works. to uh mm-hmm. bypass and I had mm-hmm. to switch insurances because my ex-husband and like all that stuff. So I had to get off of it. And now I'm like, now I don't have that as an option anymore yeah. because they don't cover Certainly it. Certainly insurances. Yeah. So I mean, and, and that's unfair. Just like, you know, people who have open heart surgery because they smoke their entire life and mm-hmm. ate poorly. If they need a revision, it gets paid for. They get all their follow-up care. Yeah. And that's where the bias is still you, yeah. effect, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We have some insurances that say, okay, you get one bariatric surgery per lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it's just not fair because we know 
obesity is a chronic lifelong disease. It's mm-hmm. a constant battle and, and we absolutely need support. So I think, you know, and, and that's why we continue to reach out to um, policymakers and, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking all the time with um, medical directors of insurance companies and, and there it's slow progress. It's slow, right. slow, but there is progress. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we'll eventually reach that, that stage now where, where it will be covered just like, hip surgery is covered for, you know, or heart surgery is covered or cancer surgery is covered. We will get there. We still have some time, but but we have to keep fighting the fight. That's right. We'll fight that good fight. We're fighting. We will do it. Every day, man. Well, because also too, it's like, at least there is progress. Low progress is better than no progress. Like we totally understand that. And that's why ASMBS is so important because Mm -hmm. they're helping the funding Mm -hmm. for the research and for us to get better for Mm -hmm. you to be able to go to Washington or us to go to Washington and talk and do all those things. Like, and I know they have a walk coming up, I believe, right. For some fundraising. Yeah. Tell us about that. I would love to. Um, the walk from obesity is something that's been part of the foundation for a while. And basically it's a fun run, fun walk, uh, where we get the community together. We just in fact had ours for Michigan, uh, this past weekend on Sunday, but there is a national walk from obesity. Um, and that started during COVID. So there used to be individual, um, uh, walks, in different states, basically somebody would get it started and uh, the local community would show up, um, patients from different programs and uh, just an opportunity to get common people together to, to, to share their stories, to do something healthy um, and to raise awareness and then ultimately raise funds right. that would then go back to the foundation. Um, and so our national walk from obesity, uh, which again, like I said, started during COVID because we couldn't have yeah. together walks. It really worked out great. All of a sudden we had everybody online walking on the same day, raising money towards the same uh, goal. And it was a huge success. So now that we're able to get back together, we're we're doing both. We have both the in-person walks like we did here in Michigan. Uh, There's just one recently, I believe in Connecticut. Um, There's one, some coming up in California, but we're going to do the national walk together. And, um, and then you can get information from that on uh, www.asmbsfoundation.org. And, uh, and it starts to talk about, especially what the foundation does. There's a nice video clip of, you know, somebody talking about how bariatric surgery impacted their life and why they're donating. And, um, and so these walks are just a lot of fun. The, the, um, the national, uh, altogether walk will be virtual. Um, but I don't know if you guys know, but I do, you know, live, uh, broadcasts, um, uh, every Sunday, at 10 a.m. for my patients or whoever wants to tune in on Facebook. But, you know, we recorded part of our walk there. It's an opportunity to just come together and um, uh, for a great cause. And that's raising money for treatment, research and uh, education on uh, the surgical uh, uh, cure for obesity. Awesome. Well, what's cool about that is one, all of the information is going to be linked below. I was just going to say the same thing. Uh, and we're going to do the walk. We are going to do the walk. Oh, we have it yes. on our calendar. Yeah. And Excellent. what's funny is when we first started our podcast, I think we were, uh-huh. it was less than a year. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually did a virtual walk. Yeah. And... Uh-huh. Uh, we actually recorded the whole thing Mm -hmm. and which I don't even know what happened to that footage, but (laughs) um, we recorded the whole thing and we were just like, we went live Mm -hmm. and we just walked around our local park and it was really cool to be able to like give something Mm -hmm. to where we were saying like, let's walk. Yeah. Let's Let's, do this. Let's support this. And I think it was 
the ASMBS. Yeah, because it was the ASMBS first when we did the walk at the uh, waterfront, mm-hmm. and then the second one was uh, yeah. the second one was actually for w- WLSFA. We were raising funds for them. Yes. Um. So then this year we'll be back to ASMBS, yeah. and we're gonna do the virtual walk. So we're gonna have people join us. We're actually gonna try to have people. Find, like join us locally mm-hmm. so like uh-huh. we'll have tanya on that and i know she'll come and walk with us and katie yeah tanya's our admin and she's mm-hmm. incredible she's all awesome. all over everything yeah, so we're she's we're like okay we want to do this and she's like, i'm on it so yeah <laughs> so we'll get all of our people together here yeah. and, and we go have virtual quite a few benchies that are local yeah, i know it's so exciting so, mm-hmm. yeah we're really excited about that so yeah we'll be joining you which is awesome yeah we'll, that's good Tune into the lives and all of that. Got to raise stuff. that money, man. Yeah, we need to Waterfront. make this. Wasn't that San Diego? Waterfront, that was San Diego, wasn't it? I think we did that. Is oh. that which one you were talking about, Waterfront? Or different? We, we did no. it just by ourselves. Yeah, it was our oh, Waterfront oh, locally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we but we have a Waterfront in our Salem, Oregon, mm-hmm. little tiny town. So, yep. um, yeah, and it was it was cold. It was. I remember it being <laughs> very, very cold, and it was foggy that day. Yep. So. Yep. But we were like, nope, we're doing this. We're going to, I think it was a 3K. It was. 5K. We did a 3K. 3K. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little bit, a little jaunt around. (laughs) Is it supposed to be a 5K? Um, you know, it usually is a 5k, but really it's, it's just getting out there, yeah. strapping the shoes on, just, you know, putting the shoes on. And just like you said, Hey, we're doing it. Um, you know, it, it just, it elevates it in your brain to, to an event. Mm-hmm. Of course we walk every day. Um, mm-hmm. but when you put a label on it and, and you're celebrating something and, and doing something, you know, I, I, we did that one at WLSFA in Las Vegas when we were together yes. and there was a, there are a few people who, you know, I've never done a 5k in my life and that right. was their very first time. I mean, how right. exciting for people to right? you know, say they, they focus on this. It's like couch to 5k, whatever it is. It's just, you know, it's, it's an event that people can focus on and say, this is my day. This is going to, this is for me and, and I'm going to do it. And then it, it, the ultimate benefit for the, for the walk from obesity is that you're raising awareness mm-hmm. and you're raising money for, for, to give back to the community itself. Yeah. Right. Exciting. And then you feel good after you get done with your walk. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, well, Dr. Pess, is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience before we let you go? Um, no, it's just been absolutely wonderful to first of all meet you guys. Like I said, I, I love what you do. Um, you. And uh, with, with the, you know, our goal, as I mentioned earlier, when you look at other foundations, um, is to reach out. You know, traditionally it's been uh, funded by, um, you know, the physicians and surgeons that are involved with it. But mm-hmm. as we expand our reach, um, we hope that we can uh, encompass patients, um, industry partners. They're, they're always great with us. But um, we, we really want to reach out so that we can reach that level of funding like some of these other major organizations because, you know, we provide two $25,000 grants a year right now. But imagine if we had millions of dollars to give yeah. towards research, how we can then really impact the disease of obesity. So I just to encourage everybody to check out our foundation website. Yeah. Um, you said you're going to make it there. And um, I just look forward to seeing you guys at your event and uh, um, along, along everybody's journey. And I want to just uh, say hi and uh, congratulations to all your uh, listeners and viewers. Um, I'm just so proud of all that you do. And, and uh, we, we love what we do because um, because of how, how great you guys are. So thank you. Oh, well, thank oh, you. Awesome. I love it. We love being in this community yeah. too. It's just, there's nothing like it. Mm-mm. And it's just, I, when you find that passion project that can be like a full-time job because, and you love doing it every single day because it is 
like a passionate job. That's what we get to do. Um, And I was actually at Starbucks earlier this morning and the lady was like, oh, what are you doing today? And I was like, oh, going to work, like, you know, just normal. And she's like, oh, you really like your job? And I'm like, I love my job. Like (laughs) I get to I get to help people and I get to bring awareness to this huge community of people that are actually really, really cool. And we're not just over here dying. Right. Or gating. Or gating. Like, I have one more thought. And that, yeah. you know, that goes for, you know, you, you mentioned some great people that are really involved in the community. Some of my, you know, closest colleagues, Dr. Dovic, Dr. Patterson, mm-hmm. uh, and there's so many others. There are a lot of us that are, that are super passionate about that, but some patients may come across a surgeon who really isn't into it. Mm-hmm. And I just encourage, if you have one of those docs that, you know, just isn't doing it for you to look around because, you know, a, a lot of, you know, we're willing to take patients and um, that just aren't, that aren't getting the feedback that they need from their docs, because for some docs and I met them in meetings, it's just a job to them. And, and if yeah. you're feeling that from the surgeon, I encourage you to, to look around. There's, there's plenty of us around who are absolutely passionate about what we do and uh, want to be a part of your journey as well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that mm-hmm. because we we actually did not know that you could interview your surgeon. Yeah, you guys can interview them. You don't yeah, have to go with we, them. We did not realize that we were lucky. And the ones our insurance sent us to are incredible. We love right? them. Um, yeah. But some people are not that lucky. So if you are a part of that, like get a hold of us, get a hold of Dr. Pesta and let's get it figured out to where you get the surgeon that you deserve. That's and right. Because everybody deserves to have a surgeon that actually cares about them yeah. and yeah. their journey, not as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm still I lagged. Do. I'm still jet lagged. <laughs> Well, the Disney hangover. Right. Oh my God, it's so real. And she's still wearing Disney. I am. Look I'm wearing my 50th. <laughs> let me move that. My oh, 50th. I love it. Thanks. Oh. She's so cute. I bought way too much stuff. So, you know, I, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I'm bringing cash. This is all I'm spending. Blah, 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 blah. I had a whole plan. Well, you walk into the Disney store and you're just like, I'll take this and this and four <laughs> pairs of ears and we're we're good. We're good now. I, oh, yeah. I literally walked into a store and I'm like this one, this one, this one and this one. And I just bought four pairs of ears that I am probably not even going to wear this trip. But they they came you home have with me. Them I now. have them now. And next trip, I will probably buy four more. We we yes. it's an yeah. addiction. It's a. Or I'm a addiction. huge fan. My, my, my wife skated for Disney on ice for about five years when I was in residency. So oh. I can probably do any line from Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and a few other Disney. Oh. But yeah, it was it was great to see. I I'm would love fan. to hear you do Aladdin. I love Aladdin. I so, love Aladdin. Yeah. So maybe if you're here for the award show, we can set up a mic and you could sing a Disney song or two. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have I control it. of all the mics. All right. I'm starting to think that maybe we should do a ASMBS walk in Disney because oh, look at her. I Literally the first day we were there, we did two parks, 16 hour day, 23,000 steps. The next day was supposed to be our chill day. And we did 13,000. And then the <laughs> last day was 25,000. The it, last day was more than the first. Yeah. That's and, crazy. and then I did Disney Springs on the day that I was supposed to just like mosey through Disney Springs. And that ended up being 10,000 steps. So 
There you go. I feel like Disney would be the perfect place to do a walk. Easy to get those steps Amazing. in, man. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> okay. All righty. Well, thank you, Dr. Pesta. Thank you so much. We love we you. We really appreciate you being on. Yes. All My right. Pleasure. We love you guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Thanks for listening to Our Sleeve Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.